and uh, a number of other things. But they're making progress. And uh, once it's completed here shortly, then first part of the book will go to the proofreaders. Um, and the second and third part are, uh, for the most part, edited. Fourth part, the appendices need work. But so we're working on that. Um, and uh, a number of other things, but uh, that's the main news. Are you feeling better from your... Yeah, well, yeah, work? I had... Uh, and the COVID, I mean, the shot. Last week, and then I had a, a dental surgery on Monday, but I'm, I'm recovered from that. I'll have to go back to the dentist tomorrow. So, but uh, I'm, I'm feeling good. Thank you for your thoughts and all. Good, thank you. Uh, well wishes. Well, we're going to start our questions with Krishna Das. Okay. <clears throat> uh, Dandava Pranams. Good morning, Guru Maharaj. Good morning. So uh, my question is, uh, it's kind of similar to a question that I remember asking about uh, a couple months ago, maybe half a year ago, uh, regarding eligibility of one to uh, read or hear about uh, 10th Canto uh, pastimes. And I remember your answer is very comprehensive. And I, I think the conclusion of it kind of went along the lines of as long as someone who's, you know, advanced enough and uh, has sufficient grounding in the understanding of the Siddhanta is explaining it like in Krishna book or your uh, aesthetic Vedanta, then, then uh, uh, it's, it's fine to to hear those uh, pastimes, but I was wondering uh, in the context of singing about things in relation to those pastimes or other things related to that, uh, I remember hearing uh, the quote by Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur that I was kind of confused about wherein he says, while still contaminated with anartas, one should never sing about the Lord's confidential pastimes. And then there was a bit going on about um, some of the practices of the time by, I guess, certain deviant sects in Gaudiya Vaishnavism that kind of, you know, they would reenact plays of the, the Leelas and such and kind of uh, participate in sort of uh, imitationist things in relation to that. And uh, he advised one, one should not, you know, watch these uh, depictions or, you know, be in, involved in, in that in any way. So I was wondering, um, uh, in, in relation to that, I, I know that in different branches of uh, the lineage coming from Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, it seems like there's been different uh, applications of that, wherein, for example, I know that Srila Prabhupada and in ISKCON, they have, you know, sing Jaya Radha Madhava, for example, whereas I think in Srila Sridhar Maharaj's Sangha, they they don't do that, or I remember hearing from some devotees, they're saying that, oh, they thought it was too confidential to sing about that or, or something along those lines. Um, and I, I guess also I remember seeing that in the early days of ISKCON, sometimes there were, um, you know, there were like small films or, or movies or plays enacting some of the Leelas. So I guess I was wondering, uh, how to reconcile these statements of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur with some of the um, practices of the subsequent acharyas. 
Yeah. Um, lost you there for a minute, but I think I understand the question. Uh, I think that uh, as it is with many things, you have to understand the spirit behind uh, certain instructions and often that is lost in translation, if you will. And um, in which cases in relation to what you're saying, practices may be engaged in and criticized unduly um, based on, as I say, more of a literal understanding of something that someone said, in this case, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, and something that may also have been relative to certain time and circumstances, this particular group of disciples, what he was trying to accomplish and emphasize at that time and so forth. I think it's fairly obvious that with regard to the specifics of your question, that um, uh, that um, his his comments uh, or his instruction in that regard, his advice, his cautions, and so forth, have to appreciate them. You have to look at all of that. You have to look at the time, the circumstances what he was trying to accomplish um, in the immediate um, and, and so on. Um, and given that, well, the dramas about Krishna have been written by Rupa Goswami and others, uh, dramatic performances of these dramas has been a, a standard fare in, in, uh, in Gaudiya Vaishnavism for some time Leela Kirtan uh, as well. There are books and books and books of Leela Kirtan. Um, and uh, it's uh, fairly obvious that such Kirtan, for example, descriptions of the Leelas, the 10th Ganto itself, uh, weren't written or composed only for people who were very uh, advanced. There's no such cautions in, in the 10th canto, it's in, in the Bhagavatam itself about the 10th canto, which is, is the canto that makes up a better portion of the whole, you know, whole text uh, compared to the length uh, of, of other cantos, so on. So, uh, so what were the circumstances? What was the, the time and so forth? Um, one thing about Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakur was that he was trying to put as per the desire of Bhakti Vinod, Gaudiya Vaishnavism on the stage, along with the what was accepted as the world's religions. Mm -hmm. And um, he had reason to believe that um, uh, aspects of Gaudiya Vaishnavism lent themselves to be misunderstood. And there was evidence for that even within the Gaudiya lineage itself. Um, and this is particularly with regard to the Madhurya Leela, the romantic Leelas of Krishna. Given that this is the highest ideal and that romanticism, sexuality and so forth is uh, the height of sensual experience in this world and it kind of drive, drives the whole world, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So the two are very, very similar in appearance, but different as, as is night and day. Mm -hmm. And 
so when you have even practitioners in devotee Vaishnavism uh, singing about uh, the leelas, preoccupied with the 10th canto, uh, but uh, at the same time, their person and character is one that's morally compromised, um, then you know, you've got a problem and then you have to perhaps make an emphasis on that will be assure uh, one's progress and will not be misunderstood by the public. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that, you know, th th those kind of advices are in consideration of, 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 of that in his time. Um, all of these Leela Kirtan, Guna Kirtan, Nam Kirtan, Rupa Kirtan, dramas depicting the Leelas, texts depicting them, the 10th Hmm. Even in the center of the tenth canto, this is this, em this emphasis is made that the hearing these pastimes uh, of Rasalila is is purifying. Hmm. Um, so you can't deny they have a purifying effect, but at the same time, comparatively, the nam the name has been emphasized, and is emphasized such that, for example, it said that the form the qualities, the leelas of Krishna are all in the name. So uh, to emphasize Nam Kirtan as he did, the Kirtan and so forth, I think was a step that he took in consideration of the time and place and circumstances in which he found himself um, uh, to protect his disciples from, you know, kind of an intellectual sleight of hand, uh, if you will, think, thinking that they've made more progress than they have, uh, and being preoccupied with, with uh, Leela, Leela Kirtan, and so forth, and then succumbing at the same time, which was fairly common, to a moral lapse, which had cast Gaudiya Vaishnavas in the eyes even of educated and pious Hindus, would speak of the British, um, uh, cast it as being, you know, not a serious spiritual uh, path. And, and so again, he's dealing with his own disciples and he's dealing with the world also, and how the world was, uh, would be prone to viewing uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavism and misinterpreting even its eroticism and so forth. So he, you know, he made it, took a conservative up that. Um, and it was useful. And he was very successful in his work. Uh, he was critical of his own tradition and uh, particularly with regard to moral lapses. So he, he focused on moral. Um, Uh, stoutness, uh, you know, uh, his emphasis on on brahmacharya, for example, uh, you know, th this isn't an anga, for example, of bhakti, but he had put an emphasis on this. Um, so, you know, a lot of it is relevant to time and uh, and, and circumstance, and. Um, 
And uh, without looking at it like that, as I said earlier, I think that those kind of statements can be taken and used in the present uh, in, 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 uh, to criticize practices that other people are um, involved in that, uh, let's, let's say, for example, I, I've written a book about Sakyarasa, so someone criticized me, you know, you shouldn't be do doing that because, you know, of course they would assume, you know, you're, you're not, because you're not passing art and the bridge, which is an assumption on their part that, that, that they shouldn't be making about the author. But, um, but aside from that, making it available for the public uh, and so on and so forth, therefore he's a deviant from Pakistanda. Just as a note, it's interesting, and, and I bring it up, I wouldn't have otherwise, but in the last uh, 10 days, I've had two uh, visitations from Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur in my dream at night that I've never had before. And he was very pleased with me. <laughs> and uh, he asked me to take certain responsibilities. And I said to him, but, but, but I'm in Sak, my ideal is Sakiras. He said, that doesn't matter, <laughs> among other things. So I was very startled by that. Uh, so uh, I share that with you, just it just comes to mind in, in relation to what you're, you're, you're asking. So I think those things have to be looked at in terms of time and circumstance, and, and they, they may be applicable in, in, in present times, in, in certain circumstances with regard to certain disciples and so forth, and not necessarily to, to all of them. Um, and and let, let me uh, conclude that with um, uh, something that maybe underscores the point. Because here he's saying no one should chant Leela Kirtan hmm, unless they've attained a certain status. But Bhakti Vinod Thakur gave a couple of Leela Kirtans, one of which is his Kirtan uh, for the um, um, uh, uh, Bogarti. Hmm? Well, it's, it's, it's usually uh, his Kirtan about Krishna's um, morning. Um, meal cooked by Radharani, overseen by Jashoda uh, and Rohini, and there's this one and that one. And, this is the Leela Kirtan. Hmm? And Bhakti Siddhanta, the same time, instituted it, it would be sung in all the temples, you know, as a standard during when the deities were taking their Rajbog. He did it in that way at, at noon, their, their, the deities' main meal. Then, then while that was taking place, uh, the offering would be made, the devotee would come off after the offering and sing this song. So it's a Leela Kirtan. So it contradicts what he said. So instances of that, to look at those and see um, his instruction. Important. Um, and there is no form, for example, can you hear me? Yeah. And now, yeah. There is no form of kirtan that has greater efficacy than. We can't hear you now. You're frozen. Maharaj. 
Hello. There you are. Uh, sorry about that. Sorry. End of the greater efficacy. Yeah, and, and, if and, and it may be appropriate for you know, many devotees also, um, as well as the general public. Does that help? Uh, yes, yeah, that, that, uh, that helps a lot. So, so I guess just to, if I'm understanding this correctly, um, it's, it's kind of a relative instruction to the time and circumstance and that um, it, it, it can be adjusted in that it's not like absolutely one needs to be free of an artist to, to, to have any contact with the Leela Kirtan and such. No, in fact, there's evidence to support that contact with that will free you from an artist also. Although Nam Kirtan may be more appropriate, more have more. Next would question. You, would you feel comfortable sharing what those responsibilities were that Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur asked you to do? Not right no. now, no. No, not now. Okay. I just very curious. So I'll wait until the time comes. Sajan, you want to ask your question? Yes, thank you, Didi. Dandavats Maharaj. Um, thank you so much for sharing um, about those dreams of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta, even without details being described, because uh, some years ago I had uh, two dreams uh, about Srila Prabhupada, who I also who I've never met personally, uh, which have remained meaningful to me uh, to this day. Right. Um, yes. So um, the question which I had for today is about one month ago or so, I believe, you just kind of briefly mentioned that uh, Subal uh, from Krishna's pastimes has, has mystical powers which he uses in the service of his Priyanarma Saka um, participation uh, with Krishna and Radha's Leela. Uh, do you feel um, inspired to uh, give a little more uh, detail about um, Subal's uh, mystical powers? Uh? Well, uh, you know, in some places uh, it has been, they have been described as, as magical with regard to dramatic performance, for example, ability to uh, engage himself and others in dramatic performance such that um, <laughs> you'll like that because you're a dramatist. Right. <laughs> such, such that um, that the people would become you know, mesmerized and, and lose sight of the fact that of who he was and enter into the you know, dramas that he's depicting. Hmm. Ah, you've become frozen temporarily, Maharaj, again, once again. Sorry, I lost you for a minute. You could say that one of the offshoots of that is the famous uh, uh, ability of his and story of his of uh, being able to disguise himself as Radha and fool even Jatila um, and so on and so forth. So, uh, um, 
along those lines, uh, 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 even taking the, uh, uh, appearing in the form of animals and, 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 and convincing people that, you know, the animals are really there and so forth. Some things have been written a little outside of our sampradaya, but coming into our sampradaya with that, the, the, the ability to, to deceive, you know, even Radharani's mother-in-law in her own place and for an extended period of time while Radharani's off meeting Krishna is perhaps an example of that. Mm. Well, you know, yeah, you know, it's interesting about the theatrical performances that you mentioned because in the Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur's presentation of uh, his Bhajan Rahasya, um, I believe it's in the sixth or seventh period of the day, uh, when uh, it's, it's stated, Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur states that Krishna uh, and, and his family friends, they witness uh, theatrical performances given by the coward boys in the evening time um, before everyone takes rest and uh, before Krishna, of course, departs, uh, you know, to meet with Radha. So these, um, do you have some, some insights about those uh, 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 in regard to that uh, particular uh, aspect of uh, the Bajan Rahasya? Can you hear me, Maharaj? Right now I can. Yeah, you, you, you were saying Bhakti Vinod had said and then lost that and then you said uh, Radha, Krishna meeting with Radha at night and, and I lost that, so it wasn't no, the theatrical performances, uh, it's said, Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur says that uh, the coward boys, uh, they put on some play, some theatrical presentation prior yeah. to everyone, uh, the general community taking rest, after yeah. which subsequently Krishna leaves to meet with Radha. But about the, that, 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 that sixth or seventh portion of the, the Leela of the day, uh, when, when the theatrical performances are taking place, um, I guess in my own case, I have, uh, I must confess, I've, I've sometimes, uh, you know, playfully thought about, uh, you know, uh, perhaps being one of those uh, uh, theatrical performers uh, among the cowherd boys uh, who, who gives pleasure to, the, uh, to Krishna and the cowherd community, um, you know, at that particular time. Yeah. Um. Didn't hear all of that, but, but <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. But, but in the evening, yeah, there are performances as such, and uh, then Krishna steals off in in, in the night. Um, and yeah, Krishna's friends are very um, artistically adept. Okay, Jai Maharaj. Thank you. Another question. Anuram. Kanuram, are you there? You have to unmute yourself. Sorry for the delay. I'm driving. Good morning, Guru Maharaj. Good morning. Um, my question is about uh, what I was reading in uh, I started the Jiva Dharma, and it says um, in the end of the second chapter there. I think that Bhaktivinoda is discussing um, that there are Kanishta Adhikaris. Madhyama Adhikaris and Uttama Adhikaris and the, the Kanishta is a person who chants occasionally, the Madhyama is a person who chants constantly and the Uttama 
um, inspires others to chant by their presence. And um, so I was just trying to tie, I was just thinking about the Madhyama Adhikari being tied to this sort of a, a platform, if you will, of, of Nishta. And, um, and also about Lord Chaitanya's Trinata Peace Sunichena, the third verse of Shikshastakam. And I was just, so does it mean if, that if, I guess the essence of my question is like, does Nishta mean um, constant chanting and does it also mean the, the Madhyama platform? Uh, well, I think that, uh, I don't think that anyone has, has, has uh, taken the stages given by Rupa Goswami from Shraddha to Prem and then uh, looked at them in relation to Kanishta, Madhyam and Uttam and written about it in that way. So it's a question that comes up nonetheless um, repeatedly is, is where is the Madhya on this scale? Where is the Uttam? And of course, uh, there was a famous uh, idea actually given by um, Guru Maharaj, who was previously Ananta Vasudev, who uh, after the departure of Bhakti Siddhanta became a prominent. Um, unfortunately, his prominence. Uh, came to an end in it. Uh, but, uh, but at any rate, he, he wrote, continued the, I think the, uh, like Sajna Toshini or the harmonist it would have been. And uh, he, he came up with this uh, idea that uh, was good uh, when he said that there is the Kanishta Kanishta, the Madhyam Kanishta, the Uttam Kanishta, and then there's the Kanishta Madhyam, Madhyam Madhyam, Uttam Madhyam, and so on, you know, Kanishta Uttam, Madhyam Uttam 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 <laughs> and so forth, which is a way of saying that, you know, these, there's a lot of gray in, in between here and uh, as there is even in, in the stages um, that are described. Vishwana uh, Chakravitakur tried to uh, zero in on that, those two verses of Rupa Goswami in which those stages come, are described or just mentioned really, go into any explanation of it. There in Bhaktivedanta Sindhu, but as you know, Vishwanath uh, Chakravarti wrote a whole book, Madhuri Kanamani, about the different stages. So he tried to plumb the depths of them. Um, at the same time, he himself in his Bhagavad commentary uh, uh, states that there are 14 stages. So he adds to the, uh, what is it, nine stages, uh, another five. So Give us some kind of utter or utter or uh, you know some kind of uh, uh, um, way of telling where where we are and so forth. But but there's a lot of gray at the same time. So uh, again, the question comes up. It hasn't been answered directly by anyone except I think in Bhakti Tattva Vivek, we find a statement from Bhakti Thakur where he says. That the Shuddha Bhakti, the Shuddha Bhakta is the Ruchi Bhakta. Hmm? Um, you know, the, the proverbial, you know, pure devotee, Shuddha Bhakta, pure devotee. The stage of Ruchi in Bhakti in, in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Shikshastakam, um, which Bhakti we know Thakur did like to tie to the different stages uh, from Shraddha to Prema. Um, that uh, Shikshasta convert 
I was saying in the stage of Ruchi, totally got cut off, then Nadanam Nadanam Nasunam, one is freed from material desire and desires Bhavata Bhakti or Hoitukita, only Bhakti, and so on. So he describes that devotee as a pure devotee, a Shuddha Bhakta. Still, he doesn't tie it to a particular stage, but you could extrapolate upon it. That said, I think that place the Madhyamadhikari in the stage of nishta, um, and uh, below that, I would uh, characterize everyone as a kanishta, but but the different degrees of kanishta. And, and, and then again, to say something more about that, Bhakti Thakur uses the terms kanishta, madhyam, uttam in different ways in different places. Hmm? In some places, he's just talking about people in general who may not have been initiated in Bengal, who have some faith in bhakti. Uh, but they don't know the difference between chanting Kali Nam or Krishna Nam. Hmm? Uh, and then those who know the difference and are chanting here, they're Madhyamadikars. That, that could just be the first initiated devotee, you know, in the Western world. Uh, so there could be liberal descriptions of Kanishta and conservative ones and so on and so forth. So, um, but I would say that um, that the steadiness in chanting that is, is described in the Shikshastaka verse that you refer to, Trinada Pisuni Chena Tarora Pisahishtana Amani Namanadena Kirtaniya Sada Hari. So con continually chanting the holy name. And what comes before that is certain characteristics, humility, tolerance, and so forth, um, described by Chaitanya Mahabhu. Uh, a good case can be made, and I've done it in my commentary on Shikshastaka for this being. Uh, tied to the stage of nishta, and given the con the the the, the, the idea of constant engagement, what allows for the constant engagement? There's no interruption from the major anarthas; hmm? they've been removed. Hmm? Um, and so, if you have if you have a definition like you've given citing bhakti you know, jiva dharma that the madhi madhikari is constantly chanting, it means fully engaged. No interruptions because of anarthas, distractions, which would then refer to the kanishta. So I think that in the section that you're reading from, that you asked about, Bhaktivinotaka arguably is referring to the stage of nishta when he speaks about the Madhyamadikara. But bhajan is is anishta and nishta, so there's a learning curve. So it's it, it's going to be up and up and up and down, hmm? uh, right? So you can say uh, it's like when you climb the Himalayas. So well, I said an example: going through the foothills, you're going up, you're going down, you're going up, you're going down, you're going up, you're going down, you're going up from the larger picture. So the guru thinks everything's all right, but you're going down on the smaller focus, and you think, oh, it's terrible. But even from that, you're, 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 you're learning something. And at a certain point, you get to the Himalayas themselves and the climb is steep, you get to the top. Um, then you reach the pinnacle, I would say, of, of Mishta. And it's all downhill from there. Hmm? On the way up, you need a rope for sure. Somebody holding you above because there's a lot of slips along the way. Hmm? On the way down, then you can coast down. It's... it's, uh, it's uh, 
uh, taste comes. And so you can see the valley of Prem ahead, you know, so otherwise prior to that, the mountain, it's, it's a story that there's a valley of Prem on the other side, but meanwhile, you're just looking at the, the steep uh, um, climb ahead of you and it's dangerous. Uh, uh, so those are some thoughts on that. Hope that helps. Thank you, Guru Maharaj. Okay. Um, Omkar. Namaskar, Morning for everyone. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. We came yesterday, uh, two days ago. See you there. That must be your friend. Yeah. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> Welcome to Madhavan. Thank you. <laughs> so we sing the Gorastakali Alila here. And um, there's a Sandhya time when Mahaprabhu arrives home and he's worshipping uh, a deity. I like to meditate on that one. But um, is he worshipping Krishna Balaram? Is that what is in Sachimata's house? Krishna Balaram deities? In the house of Sachi, then there is the Shalagram. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So her dream, there's a... There's a in, uh, I think in Madhya Kanda, 8th chapter of Bhagavad, uh, Chaitanya Bhagavat, you know, this dream of Maha, Mahaprabhu's mother, where, where he dreams that uh, Krishna Balaram are fighting um, yes. Nityananda and, and Mahaprabhu. And in that dream, yes, it's true. In that dream, it's described that she had Krishna Balaram deities. That's true. I hadn't uh, remembered that. Thank you for reminding me. It's an interesting point. Uh, but uh, in descriptions, um, numerous that there's descriptions of the uh, household deity being the Shalagram, which is typical amongst the Brahmins. Um, at the same time, uh, there was a deity that was found um, at the, uh, if I recall correctly, the birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu when it was being constructed and the ground was being dug up for the foundation, a, a stone deity was found of of uh, one uh, Vishnu form, and um, that deity had been placed on the altar, and it's thought to be the deity that was in the house of Sachi and Jagana. So there are different um, descriptions. Um, uh, uh, typically, uh, the worship of Radha and Krishna, for example, would be more of, uh, of something that came after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, after or during Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela and his expressing himself as a Vaishnava and so forth, which began at a certain point in Navadvip in his, in his adolescence. Hmm? Uh, so prior to that, it's, it's, it seemed very unlikely that his parents were worshiping Radha and Krishna. That emphasis of Radha and Krishna's worship is, comes a little later as I say in Gaudi Vaishnavas, especially with the books of the Goswamis and so forth, the greater balance of devotees prior to that, under the influence of Nityananda, prior to the books of the Goswamis were worshiping Krishna and Balaram. Um, so that said, given the, the famous uh, story, I think it must have come from must have come from Chaitanya Bhagwat. Hmm? Again, for those listening, uh, Sachi is described as having Christian Balaram deities in her home. And then she had a dream. In a dream, Gaur Nityananda came 
and threw them off the altar and placed themselves on the altar and argued with them and said, it's our yuga now and so forth. And so she had a vision in her dream that Gaur and Nityananda were Krishna and Balaram themselves. Hmm? She had to pinch herself and think, what's going on here? Uh, so, um, so from that, yes, uh, one can make a good argument and we have Christian Balaram deities there. So no harm in thinking of that particular time and singing the song, uh, thinking of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu coming to the home of Christian Balaram. I should say Jiva Goswami also worshiped Christian Balaram in his home and his, in his childhood. Uh, so that type of worship would have been more popular, more, more pronounced, more, uh, I mean, in greater abundance than um, the worship of Radha and Krishna, which is a little bit of a later uh, development in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Not too much later, but. Yeah, yeah, that's nice answer. Thank you. So I guess we can meditate sort of like, because Talila is eternal in a sense. So in a sense, we can meditate Mahaprabhu worshiping. Uh, Krishna Balaram, or yeah, you can pray to have a darshan of Sachi's <laughs> of Krishna Balaram <laughs> yeah. at that hour. Yes, thank you for reminding me of that. Very nice point. Thank you very much. I have, I have a question, Gurmaraj. Um, the name Dauji Gopal, meaning the older brother Balaram and Krishna, what would the name Dauji? Nitai mean. Somebody has that name? Um, <clears throat> my son and daughter-in-law are having a baby, and that's the name they've picked out for their child. And I'm a little, I, I they just saw it in a list of names and they picked it. So um well, I guess what they're Maybe they're planning on having another son. Yeah, that's that's what. I, <laughs> that was the only thing I could think of. <laughs> so they can call their other son Nitai, and then they can call the first one Dauji Nitai. <laughs> uh, I just thought maybe I, there was something I was missing in all that. So. Mm. Oh, we've lost you again, Frozen. Need to the older brother. Yeah, I was wondering. Yeah, that's what I was wondering, if it could just be, if that's, it could just mean the older brother, Nitai. Yeah, thank you. That's helpful. Well, we lost Gomarish again. Okay, you're back. Sorry, yeah. I was saying that they're, they're probably thinking of Dauji as Balaram, and they want to say Nitai is Balaram, Nitai Balaram. 
they want to say Nityananda Ram or Ram Nityananda or something like that. Daoji is actually, as far as I know, not a Sanskrit word, it's more of a Hindi word. Okay. Lost you again. Sorry, Daoji is a Hindi word, so it's more of a provincial, local, uh, mm -hmm. affectionate uh, uh, name, but it's, it's, it's stuck and it's quite uh, fairly, fairly prominent. So, um, yeah, a couple of ways that could be. Different ways to look at it. A sure. little, little, little of different, but. Yeah, different. Yeah, they, they like to do different. That's. <laughs> Okay. Me too. <laughs> there, we have another question, and uh, Chaitanya Nitai said he has a question. Chaitanya Nitai. Hmm. Okay. Here we go. You, we can hear you, Chaitanya Nitai. You need to. Um, are you on the English channel? If you're on the English channel, you need to click oh. on the English on the translator globe and mute original audio. Otherwise, we won't hear you. Oh, I need to find out how to. Hmm. Do you know? Yeah, I don't. Sham um, Sundar, can you hear us? Uh, can you explain in Spanish? Could you okay. Explain in Spanish what he has to do to make his voice come. He has to hit the thing on the bottom. I can hear him. So if he wants to speak, then I'll speak what he says. Hello? Yes. You can hear me. I can hear you. I think he's probably still translating. Can you hear me? Okay. Can you hear me? Hello? Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Sean, we still can't hear him. Any? Hello, hello. Can you either? Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Thank you very much. Calling from Peru. Yeah, I have a question. I have listened your your lectures, and I have a question for many many weeks about Lord Shinhadeva, because it's so important. Lord in in our Sampradaya, but um, I don't find like uh, the, the relations, relationship between Brindavan, uh, Lila, and, and why it's so important Lord Nishinjadeva being the Lord of Vaikunta in our Sampradaya, like seems like it's very, very special. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's coming from Srila Prabhupada only, or is the whole lineage give uh, this importance uh, to Lord Nishinjadeva? Mm -hmm. 
Well, if you study the Bhagavatam, you'll see the Prahlad Charit, the, the, the chapters about the character of Prahlad, you'll find that he was a devotee. Is the Devata, his deity. And um, given the circumstances that Prahlad found himself in, um, uh, Krishna. Yeah, the, the, the circumstance, it's, it's long Leela, and the, the Bhagavatam dedicates 10 chapters to this Leela. where um, the, the, the gatekeepers of Baikuntha are cursed by the Kumaras and, and, and that's the, uh, and they had to come to earth and so forth. And then the Sringa Leela comes out of that. So it's a very important Leela in the Bhagavatam. Out of all of the Leelas, uh, there's no Leela avatar who has given more attention uh, than the Sringa. Of course, Krishna has given the most attention as the avatari, but even there, there's even a description of Ram uh, Ramchandra, which is a very human-like Leela, uh, very briefly compared, comparatively. So Nasringa is given a lot of attention uh, in, in the Bhagavatam, as is uh, Prahlad. And um, again, as I say, Prahlad was a devotee of Krishna. So Krishna appeared to him as Narasimha Dev. And um, Uh, that doesn't mean that uh, that Prahlad had identification with the Brajalila. So Krishna is also a name of God um, um, in, 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 in Baikuntha as well. Uh, Narayana is also known as Krishna, but, but he was a devotee of the deity of Krishna. And arguably we could say he worshiped in, in Vaidhi Bhakti, although he has According to Jiva Goswami Bhakti Sandarbha, he has rag at the same time. So there's a spectrum of rag from Braj being the full manifestation of love and spontaneously and in, in, in intimacy, but it extends also beyond Braj um, in kind of lesser forms, you might say. Um, so Prahlad is characterized by Jiva Goswami as a rag bhakta hmm? in Vaikuntha in terms of the spontaneous nature of his uh, devotion, which is which was described in the Bhagavatam, his devotion to Krishna being like, uh, like the pole star or like an astrological influence that can't be uh, moved. Hmm? So, uh, so fixed, if you will, was his devotion. So uh, that said, uh, when we come to Gaur Leela, which is non-different from Krishna Leela, hmm? Uh, which is really an extension of the Krishna Leela. If we look deeply in the Krishna Leela, in the Rasa Leela, we find this is the genesis of Gaur Leela. <clears throat> Gaur Leela comes out of that. <clears throat> the limitations of Krishna Leela are experienced by Krishna in, in the Rasa Leela, and to make up for them, so to speak, the Gaur Leela is um, expanded. And in Gaur Leela, the Shringa play, plays a prominent role. <clears throat> There he is uh, found to be the, pr the protector of the Senkirtan. Hmm? The Murdunga is his favorite uh, drum, favorite instrument, and so forth. Um, it's said that after uh, dealing with Hiranyakasipu, he came to the Ganges to wash his hands and resided in, in Navadweep in, uh, in, in, um, in um, uh, Godrum Dweep, which is the island of Kirtan. 
and the Shringapoli. Um, and uh, he comes up again and again. Hmm? The way the prayers that Prabhupada gave us to chant about the Shringadeva are prayers that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself uttered in Jagannath Puri in praise of the deity of Narasimhadev. So we find Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also uh, worshiping him. So he plays a prominent role in, in Gorbhaktivinotak. And a deity was established there, and the Seva Puja of the deity was conducted the early morning, pre dawn Arctic, Mongol Arctic. Uh, he used to look from his um, veranda and he, he saw like a storm of wind would seem to be entering into the, into the temple every morning, uh, just prior to Mongol Arctic, and then it would stop. And, and he had a vision that, oh, this is the Sring Avatar coming. Hmm? Uh, the deity uh, of Srivastakur in his home was Narasimhadev. And um, that is the deity also in the home of Nanda Maharaj hmm, in Braj, worshipped by Madhu Mangal, who, who's an, adopted into their family and is the Brahmin priest there. So he's prominent also in the Braj Leela in this way. So he's very much intertwined um, with our uh, path. He has a prominent role in Gaur Leela. He has a prominent role in Krishna Leela as the deity in the house of Nanda Maharaj. Hmm? Hmm? Going to the Arctic at night in Nanda Maharaj's house. Hmm? And uh, there's a place for worshiping him in, in Gaur Leela as the protector of Namsan Kirtan and so on and so forth. Uh, so uh, uh, there's a long history of this. And Bhaktivinoda Thakur has written some beautiful prayers uh, to uh, Narasimhadev. Um, um, in the spirit of Rag Bhakti and the worship of Radha and Krishna, those are prayers worth uh, worth um, learning. I believe they might be found in, uh, in his Navadvip Baba Taranga. Hmm. Um, uh, so uh, he conceived of worshiping uh, Narasimha Dev in pursuit of the intimate service of Radha and Krishna in Vrindavan. Hmm. So he has a role there. I mean, otherwise, yes, there's a Shingadidi in, uh, you know, face of Narayan, if you will. Can you hear me? Yes. In, in Baikuntha. Yes. And I'll conclude with this. Of course, it's Gopal Bhatta Goswami had 12 shaligrams that he worshipped. And on the Shringa Chaturdasi, the, birth, the celebration of the appearance day of Narasimha Avatar, he was, uh, Gopal Bhatta was contemplating the good fortune of Prahlad, that the, his deity appeared to him out of stone. What was the devotion of Prahlad? And he was thinking like this, Gopal Bhatta, and... Um, he went to sleep at night when he woke up in the morning, he found that one of the shalagrams out of the stone shalagram had manifest the deity 
of Radha Raman. So the deity appeared out of stone for him as Krishna did for Nisringadeva. But that, of course, he appeared as Krishna out of the stone and that the deity worshiped in the temple um, in Vrindavan, the Radha Raman temple. Interestingly, interestingly, it's said that the 11 other Shilas hmm, are still worshiped today as 11 of the 12 Gopals, the Dwarasa Gopals in the Radha Raman temple. Dwarasa Gopals, Kidai, Radha Raman, Kidai, Narasimha Avatar, Kidai. Does that help? Chaitanya Thai, does that help? Yes, thank you very much. Okay. It's a rich, rich topic. We could, I've given many, many lectures on this. It's, it's a very, very good topic. Thank you, Edimai. That was so. Okay. So All right. We, so. Yeah, I was just going to say if we had time for one more question, Prabhu has a question. Dandavat Guru Maharaj, this is a follow up question to the Nishingadev question uh, that we just had. Uh, in Lagu Bhagavatamrita, Rupa Goswami singles out uh, Nishingadev, Ramachandra, and, and Krishna yeah. as, uh, as, as a full manifestation of, of the Lord. I forget the exact term that he uses. But he says they have Sadashvarya. Yes. Six operances. Right. Uh, is it, does he single these three out also because uh, they have, because, this is something I just heard, I wanted check if this is correct, that uh, they're also singled out because they have parshadas, they have associates in a different way than, let's say, uh, uh, Baraha or Matsya and so on. I haven't heard that before, but it's true. Hmm? Uh, at least in the form of Prahlad, right? <laughs> uh, I, but and it's not that nobody worshipped Matsya or Gorma. Uh, at the same time, but um, uh, I'd like to hear that you know the development of that argument. Whoever has put it put it forward, certainly not mentioned by Rupa Goswami and Lagavatamrita, but maybe some um, something you know to it that it, it, it could be um, give further to support to why he's picked those out. But he, but he has picked them out because they have six opulences. And they are full, man, full fullest manifestations, therefore, of Bhagavan. Um, but again, I, I haven't heard that argument. And if I, as I start to think about it, well, yeah, he has Prahlad, but who else? Uh, and every avatar has somebody who worships worships them, right? Um, so the best I can do on that. I'll try to find out more from whoever makes that argument. It's a, it's what what is. I will. Their supporting evidence would be nice to hear. Okay. Thank you yeah, for the opportunity for some avatar kata, both of you, and nice to be with all of you. So hopefully um, next week, uh, next Sunday morning, I'll be, be available. I'll be at a different location because Monday morning I'll be departing from Madhavan. We're going to have a festival there for about a month. So try to come if you can. I see they're already celebrating there in Madhavan. Mm -hmm. Omkar leading the way. Okay. Hi, Gurmash. Thank you so much. Okay, if the devotees stay on, just we'll just go over quickly the uh, topic vague classes for this coming week. Um, 
So on Monday we have um, we have Mo, uh, Mohini Dasi is giving um, her class on exploring the mercy of Sri Nityananda through song and shastra. And on Tuesday we have Jiva Dharma, the true purpose of human life by Guru Nishta. And on Wednesdays we have Krishna Sandarva, Dual Chandra. And on Thursday, the beauty and messiness of a sadhaka's journey. Um, I'll be hosting that. And this week we have Gopal Nandini, will be um, the devotee will be interviewing. Friday, um, we have the Chatra Shloki of the Srimad Bhagavatam of Atulananda Swami. And Saturday, the shelter of Shri Guru, the key to the temple of Bhakti, and that's Ashram Maharaj's class. And then on Sunday, back here with questions and answers. Also on Thursdays at 8 a.m. Eastern, I just got Eastern Daylight Savings Time, so that's not sure that's correct. Um, we're not in that time. Well, if it is that time, then it would be later. Um, that's Ishtagosti uh, question and, and answers with Swami Padmanabhas. And I think he might still be on, if he's on the call, maybe he can clarify the time that that is, that class is now that we have, we're no longer in daylight savings time. Maharaj, are you still on the call? Okay. Um, I'm thinking it might be later now. No, so it would be 9 a.m. Or 7 a.m. going backwards. Oh, I, I'm not good at this. <laughs> so anyway, check on, yeah, just check on uh, the Tavivik uh, or um, talk on the um, Sri Chaitanya Sangha website for the, for the time for that. Or on Pamanava Swami's site, you can probably find it too. All right, well, thank you so much, devotees. Um, okay, this is, thank you so much, and we'll see everybody soon. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Krishna. I wanted to congratulate you that you're going to be grandma. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's Whoa. like quite a, yeah, quite a um, interesting development, so. <laughs> how, how far is it uh, developed now? I mean, when is the baby? Like five months. So in April, they're expecting. So. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. They kept That's it a amazing. secret for a while, like a lot of young people do these days, you know, afraid to, you know, because of miscarriages and things. But yeah. yes, it's yeah, definitely exciting. Little Vaishnavi or Vaishnav. No, it's Vaishnav. Not oh, even. they already know. They already wow. know. They found out. And that's wow. why they gave the name and so I was like <laughs> sure exactly what that you know how that how to think about that name <laughs> so that was good there's three different ways we can think about the name <laughs> Jai. Wow. well thank you so much to the lovely devotees and um we'll see everybody soon thank you Hi, Krishna. Hi, Krishna. <laughs> <laughs>